everybody, and welcome to another episode of Twin Peaks Drunk Monkey Vlogcasting. I'm one of your hosts, Colleen Carney Hefner. I am one of your hosts, Chris Pruitt. Mac Rare, producer of the show. We all work for a literary journal that we call Drunk Monkeys. If you're not aware of that, you should check it out, drunkmonkey.us. Um, we have our major, huge pop culture issue up right now, and it is amazing it's like three times the size of a usual issue it's got some really great stuff so i suggest uh going to see it because it's our favorite thing to do all year so um yeah, also if you're not aware of drunk monkeys how dare you yeah like at how this point <laughs> rude. we're cool <laughs> is, is there literally anybody who listens to this show that isn't already right. uh, like in you the greater know. orbit of drunk monkeys yeah the what Venn diagram somebody, is a circle yeah what if somebody stumbles upon this i add just like anyone on twitter that has twin peaks in their bio yeah know who we are. It's, it's, it's some of the meme posts get like a bunch of like traffic why who knows right <laughs> that, that james gandolfini post had almost seven thousand I have never, and that's all Miles Clee. I'm going to give a shout out to Miles because he retweeted that two seconds after I posted it, and like a minute and a half later, it had 30 likes. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like my own content has like two. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I did this thread about this like traumatic story about this scary tree when I was little. Mm -hmm one person like this yeah <laughs> like, james gandolfini everyone's like fuck yeah <laughs> well I don't it's, almost a slightly it's hard to argue experience. with the results <laughs> yeah to go mini viral is like a slightly alarming experience i got like a and thousand it's like, yeah. and it's like oh, i know i don't want this stop stop and stop. what did yeah. i do i said the only thing i have to plug is this podcast so. yeah I I uh I one time went mini viral because I tweeted about Enya and apparently she has a uh a dedicated online fan base. Sure. Uh fortunately I was saying like something Enya. Fortunately I was saying something nice about Enya. Right, <laughs> it may have yeah. gone poorly for me otherwise. All right, new episode. And um also I wanted to say it is April 17th right now when we're recording and we for submissions until the end of May. So if you want to submit to us, go right ahead and do that. And we're open for all categories. Um, also, uh, I don't know when exactly this will go on the internet, but we're talking about this in mid-April, and we're all greater Los Angeles area local. Mm -hmm. Everybody around here, if you are 16 and up, you can get yeah. your shot now. Please go get your yeah. shot. Please get, get your shot. shot. Like to do for this you. In do it yeah, for me. Do, <laughs> do it for everybody. Do yeah. it for Agent Coop. Do it for yeah, everybody. Yeah, do it for Coop. The kind heart of Coop. Do it for Laura's memory. She didn't get to live long enough to get a vaccine. Yeah. She died 30 years before this global. <laughs> Not getting a vaccine but, is truly the evil that men do. You know, do yeah, it. Yeah, David yeah, Lynch still lives cool. here. He's like a thousand now. Get, do it right, for yeah. David, man. <laughs> um, and I will say just a little tip. I managed to get both my husband and my son um vaccine appointments by stalking the cbs yeah page. cbs so for me too yeah refresh it three times an hour eventually something yeah. is going to cancel and something is going to open up i had yeah. absolutely it didn't take me more than a day and a half to get either one of them yeah appointments. four in the morning or six o'clock i think they they sometimes purge things overnight and yeah, yeah. I, every hour i say if you're if you're down for it and you desperately want a vaccine just mm -hmm. refresh until something pops up that's the way we went and it worked for us, so hopefully it'll work for somebody else too. So, yeah. um, if you're 
just, I don't know why you would be popping on in season two, episode nine, but <laughs> if you are, we are. This a is spoiler. a weird place to start, right? <laughs> we're a spoiler light podcast, uh, so we're, we're not going to be talking about anything that happens beyond this one episode that we're talking about so that we don't spoil anything. Um, this episode is probably like the biggest thing you could spoil, so really ask <laughs> Oh, I spoiled a civil war plot that like sucks. Yeah, <laughs> like, up, up until the season two finale, there's not really anything important to spoil, and we're, it's pretty easy to, even though a lot of important stuff happens in the return season, it's pretty easy to wall that off from the initial run uh, up until we get to the movie, probably. So um, it's uh, from here on out, <laughs> it's not going to matter as much, but it's going to matter a little bit today. <laughs> Um, this is season two, episode nine, Arbitrary Law. Before we started recording, we decided that there's literally no point to naming this episode that because I'm pretty sure this concept or even the words are never uttered in this episode. I could be wrong, but this is another one of those examples of uh, a dumb title for no reason. So right. let's I have a potential explanation that sucks, but I can't talk about it until we get to the okay. end of the cast. So. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So um, we open up <laughs> on a shot of what I wrote down as the Fab Four, <laughs> walking yeah. in slow mo, like our like it's the beginning, like it's that one pivotal scene in Armageddon, like when they're like we're gonna go up and, and save the. It's world. a real, it's a real dude's rock moment. Yeah, <laughs> <Reservoir> <laughs> that, like, yeah. um, it's a sincere trope, but I always think of Armageddon. Well, I, yeah. I, I think that uh, I, I think it actually opens up really briefly on a shot of Maddie's yeah. face, and yeah. then I totally yeah, and that. it's and then it's, it's like right just a second, and then it smash cuts from this. Remember this dead girl? Here's four cool guys. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got uh, we've got Coop, we've got Harry. We've got, um, Albert oh, I'm sorry, Hawk. what's that? Yeah. Oh, Albert. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hawk and Albert. And Albert is just there. I don't think there was any like introduction to him coming he in the previous episode up. or something. He's just, he's just there, uh, he's which is bad. fine. I love it when Albert's there. We all I love do it too. when Albert's I there. I didn't even question it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, they're discussing the O that was found under the fingernail of Maddie. Um, obviously, this ties into Laura's death and Teresa Banks and all that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the under the fingernail stuff grosses me out. So the less we spend on that, the better, but it's an O, like whatever. Obviously the longest like word search game of all time is happening. Um, they're discussing what they found on Maddie's corpse. Um, they say that they found white fur, formaldehyde. So this is kind of going to be tying into Ben being the main suspect they have in custody right now because he has that white like ermine fox right like, which the... which we remember watching ray weiss it seemed like an absent-minded kind of thing that we watched leland just sort of grasp for those uh those like uh fibers yeah. off of that thing in a previous episode but now yeah. it feels kind of like did did he know what he was doing i don't know yeah, <laughs> i don't know how coincidence, to interpret this. like what is happening here yeah um and basically Coop's like okay guys I've you I've asked a lot of you in the past three weeks or five months who knows and um I just need 24 more hours I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking solve this thing once and for all which is like okay you said that like 17 times yeah all right 
we're going to give you this last 24 hours. And then he's like, I'm going to go on a vision quest. Albert's like, do whatever you need to do. Like Stand st- on the precipice of a volcano. <laughs> like, soar like the eagles. <laughs> uh, I know you'll go on your vision quest. It's like, go through the desert and Jim Morrison will tell you, like, <laughs> like breathe in some ayahuasca. And then and then Hawk's like, it's gonna be cool. You don't you're on the path. You don't need to know where it leads, which to me is terrible police work. <laughs> like, it definitely man. is. And also, like, there's reasons Hawk might feel this way, but we don't know them yet. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, Hawk at this point. Yeah, and and like this comment kind of retroactively makes sense to me based on stuff we can't talk about at this point. But at this moment, it's just kind of out of nowhere. Even again, as you point out, even Albert is like uh yeah go stand on the edge of the volcano do whatever you want which is like everybody at this point is just like yeah fuck it coop just <laughs> just do your magic because yeah, albert's usually like a by the book guy yeah like i'm and, filing and, this formal and, report and he's like and, i don't they're exhausted <laughs> yeah and strangely towards the end of this episode albert will kind of skew back towards his by the bookness at least a little bit um and it's it's funny this moment just feels like a very like all right you know like you, you really just have a day left of your bullshit and then we need to figure we need to do real police stuff yeah at some like point. <laughs> what's another 24 hours yeah it's fine um yeah and actually i want to point out there's some weird camera angles in yeah this. it's all shot in this weird dutch angle thing where it's like yeah. from the ground at an angle, angle? it, yeah. it and, looks like and- fucking that uh that battlefield earth movie with john travolta <laughs> in it where every single camera shot looks like that but don't mention that movie <laughs> but but the thing about it is like i wrote down weird camera angle like whatever this happens throughout this episode yeah it's like a like, directorial a choice of some kind. thing it's very annoying um okay so yeah let's see here so now we're gonna get okay so we go from like this scene to donna and james like holding hands and being kissy face and it's so annoying <laughs> very <laughs> like, annoying are they at the double r i think they are i think they're at a different that's place. what i said and then like a moment later it seems like they are at the double r in the it's next like they scene couldn't film that day. yeah yeah it's, it's it's almost as though they like couldn't use the set that day and they just had to like or they had to do a reshoot of this one scene or something is funky it doesn't look like any other location that we know about it doesn't look like the double r if it's supposed to be the double r if it is the double R, it's like it's like you know, in The Simpsons, there's that rumpus room that's sometimes behind the garage and sometimes sometimes isn't. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a booth. I like this. It's like sometimes there. It's just the magic of Twin Peaks. It's the yeah, mystery. yeah. Fuck, it's Twin Peaks. Maybe they've stepped into like a dimensional pocket or something. The, there's no the, way of knowing. There's the red room. There's the white. I mean, the red lodge. White. This is the diner lodge <laughs> where <laughs> terrible teen romance happens. Um, they're all like holding hands and doing that thing when you like love someone and you play with their thumb and it's like really gross. Um, <laughs> and he, okay, he like slides a like an engagement ring. Yeah, over like just head. totally cash. Don't worry about it. Just scoot. Here you go. <laughs> now, now I'm gonna harken back to what I just said a moment ago, where it's like, like not a lot of time has passed Mm-mm. or has died. I like. 
in a later episode, they're going to be like, oh, like, grass hasn't even grown on her, like, <laughs> grave yet. So, like, it's been, like, a month at the most. Yeah. And, like, like I know time. And possibly less. Time. Yeah. Yeah. We have a hard time pinpointing, like, exactly the time passage of the show because it's really strange. But he's like, oh, great. And he's like, oh, yeah. He, like, he's like, yeah, like, the lady at the counter had huge hands. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> That's rude. But, but then, then it fits like, perfectly. So he's also insulting Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he was just like eyeballing it. She, the lady at the jewelry store was like, oh, it's way too small for me. He's like, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's like, I just want us to be together all the time, which is like red flag central. Mm. Not to mention the fact that they've only been dating for like a month and they've been on again, off again the entire time. They've yeah, and, and he pretty much was like, I the extent of this is sort of unclear, but he was basically two-timing her with Maddie with for a Maddie. bit there. Like, and on on top of that, this whole romance blossomed out of this awkward, like, uh, I, what do I want to say? Like, yeah, this this thing where their her friend and his girlfriend died, and they're like, "Oh, actually, we're the real boyfriend and girlfriend now." It's just <laughs> Glad like, that that was eliminated. The, yeah, the middleman yeah. has been cut out. Yeah, exactly. And I, there's also this weird like there's a mention in here about like like well I'm just feeling good about like last night, and it's like, did they bone? Like, is that I what I'm supposed bone. to know from this? Like, I I can't. This is definitely a post bone like post bone. He's like, like they they boned one time, and he's like, I'm gonna go buy this engagement ring. That that actually. <laughs> Me and Fritz. <laughs> well, I mean that actually. That element of it isn't the most concerning. What's concerning to me is where the fuck is James have engagement ring money from? Like, right? I thought that too. It's like, where'd that money come he from? He doesn't what? work. Like, all he does is do these like Scooby Gang heists with like. He his, doesn't work, his, and most of the time with his he's, various he's off fake on his bike. girlfriends. Like, <laughs> maybe he maybe he robbed it like on his bike. Damn, <laughs> like in another I mean, town. He's not he's cool enough though. Like, <laughs> theft <laughs> is the only cool crime, and I don't think James is capable of committing it. No, I'm I'm pro theft most of the time, but James would fuck it up. Let's be real. Yeah. So, yeah They've been on it, so this like, concerns me greatly. Like, don't do this. Yeah, like it's it's not good. It's and, not. And good. it's it's kind of awkward because he doesn't say we're getting engaged. There's no like clear proposal. He yeah, just puts the like ring a on her. Ring? Like, be like, yeah, yeah. It's it it's a really weird moment. I mean, I again, it's one of these things where I know that we are supposed to feel a little weird or unsettled about their relationship, yeah. but it it's like I think. You think this works a little more than it does. Yeah, you're thinking, yeah. You think you got some this is like this is like when I was a senior in high school or whatever, and my like on again off again boyfriend was like, Oh, we're totally gonna get married after like college, right? And I was like, Yeah, I guess, even though I'm like banging five people by <laughs> uh, oh god, to be young. Anyway. The adventures um, of young Colleen straight to DVD. <laughs> Yikes. Uh it wasn't five, it was like one, but that's okay. Um Okay, so so maybe they are at the double R because then it goes to Donna and her mom and another fucking weird angle where they're like, like her mom's eating an omelet on like on the round seats and she's behind the counter, obviously. And it's like someone sat next to the seat and just pointed the camera up. It's like yeah. so or like they're like standing on a stool, like holding it down yeah, at her food or something. It's yeah. so it's weird. It's like there's a crane shot over the mother or something, yeah. but it's <laughs> up. Yeah, it's and, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's 
like, cause she'll wear even fucking armor. Anyway, yeah. uh, we have some, <laughs> oh, I wrote, uh, let's see, mom issues. They got them. <laughs> they they do got them. Um, There's a tension you could cut with a knife. If we, if we haven't quite figured out what's going on between the mom and Norma yet, well, we're still not going to get a definitive answer, but we have a very strong clue in the way this particular scene plays out um, where she's like, oh, your your omelet is gross. I thought there's like basically thumbtacks in it, which I guess she's talking about there being eggshells or something. I, I don't I know. I guess. I didn't but understand it's, that either. It's so weird. And Norma's like, oh, you like hate me. You're always criticizing me. And then she's like, no, if you really wanted to make a good omelet, you would just get some nice white veal sausage and, uh, you know, moral, moral mushroom. mushrooms. And then Norma's like, I guess I'll go pick mushrooms. And then she walks <laughs> off. It's just, it, this is all we'll see of this, this episode. It's just kind of like a little reminder to keep it going, I guess. But it's like, yeah. what the fuck is this scene? <laughs> you know what, though? This omelet chat, she's really not wrong. Like that omelet looks kind of lackluster. It looks yeah, pretty crappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will it say. Look like a great omelet. And, but but and you know, that, maybe that's good prop yeah, work. Really maybe good. they were like, make a shitty omelet for this <laughs> scene. Shittiest <laughs> omelet you can use. Yeah. Uh, what are we supposed to make of the general food quality of the the double R? What are, we, they have good coffee think, and pie, but beyond yeah, that, yeah. Honestly, I think it's just like diner quality. Yeah. Food. There's probably yeah. some stuff that's like real good because it's like you know homemade and right. it's like. That's some stuff that it's do their run of the mill like toast and like sunny side up eggs that you can't fuck up. Like yeah, it's a great right. greasy spoon breakfast. Yeah, like spot, like I, I bet it's the kind of place that when you stumble home drunk from the roadhouse and you oh, hit yeah. that up at two a.m. <laughs> and you're like, can I uh, get a patty melt? It's like it probably sucks, but it's like the best thing you've ever yeah. eaten in your life. You know right. what I mean? That's it's that's kind of how much I think of it. South Street Diner in Boston. That's the place. Like, <laughs> like it is. 3 a.m. and I want some hash browns. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's still there. I should look it up. But anyway, um, okay. So now, oh no, they must be at the double R because right. Well, this is what I was talking about. Is because yeah. in that shot, it looks yeah. like they're not at the double R. But right. then we sort of, I, I, it may just straight up pan over to Andy, or maybe it's a cut. I don't know. But Andy's also sitting at the counter at the double yeah. R, and he's just like sitting there doing some excellent police work which is repeating a phrase he read in a suicide note to himself over and over again and and He's james like in a fugue state. yeah, yeah and, and james which you know to be fair it's andy so okay but, but more so more yeah, so but, yeah but more so yeah totally and then james and donna approach him and donna like aggressively gets in his face about yeah. this like what what are you saying what are you saying and james is like Hey, come on, man! Don't worry about it. She's like, no, I need to know what he's saying. Well, <laughs> this is very is what serious. Tells me, right? Donna's like, what the f-? like? Like she's like that eye emoji that's like looking over. The <laughs> what? Yeah. Right? And she's like, oh my god, what did you just say? That's like you know, because obviously this is the statement that uh, Mrs. Sweemont Sweemont had said to her, mm-hmm. and so she's like, mm-hmm. I know that. That's like such a weird like little thing, but. James is immediately like, what the fuck? Why aren't you paying attention to me? Like, <laughs> it's not a good relationship. You're about to break up again. He's like, he's like, <laughs> I just gave you ago. I just gave you an unclear uh engagement ring, like either in the booth over there or at a diner <laughs> that's next door to this diner. <laughs> um yeah, it's just he's a 
immediately like aggro and i'm like this is just like red like it's it's actually you know what it's a very good rendition of what a high school relationship yeah. would be because again these are high school children yeah <laughs> like as much as they want us to think they're 28 they're, mm. they're well like it, 17 18 years old I, I think the occasional problems with this come from the fact that in some scenes they do want us to think that they're 28 year olds and in some scenes yeah. they want us to be like oh well, remember I mean. their teens you know and it's like yeah, that's what i mean <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean like they never go to school right. <laughs> and actually like it's not really a spoiler but in the next episode they like talk about school and I'm like, what <laughs> yeah and, and and in the coming episodes you'll see them at school again and you'll straight up be like what the fuck? I haven't seen this yeah. building for like 10 episodes. Like, what's going on? So it's just weird. Like maybe they're on spring break or something. I don't know. But anyway. Um... Maybe school keeps getting let out early because people keep getting killed. <laughs> you know, they have to spend our snow days on this um, shit. Um, so Donna's like, okay, well, this means something. So I need to go to Mrs. Tremont's house. Uh, so it cuts to like her and Coop, which mm-hmm. it's like, like how did she present this? Like yeah. how side note, because she doesn't know Maddie's dead yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does side note? Like a weird kid said that to me once. It must <laughs> something, right? So they and, go. and then Coop is like standing on a volcano, and he hears her telling him this, and he's like, "Yes, yes, okay, good." <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let life guide me. I, I'm, I'm on gonna, the path. I'm not going to lead. I'm on the path. I don't need I'm, to know where it ends. Uh, it ends. <laughs> ends at this house that is not mrs tremont's house anymore it is some it's it's like the most eccentric looking woman in the world's house i love her i want an entire series based on her she looks like she's ready to fucking party <laughs> like she's like 65 but also is like on friday she's like yeah come on kids we're gonna slam a bunch of like shooters and just talk gin. about old she, definite extreme gin mom vibes to yeah. me yes, yes. <laughs> um so, so obviously, um, Donna's a little confused, and she's like, "Oh, like is your mom here?" And it's clearly not the same house inside, too, which is like weird, but that nobody seems to notice. And the woman's like, "My mom's been dead," and she's like, "Oh, but like her grandson." She's like, "I don't have kids. Kids are fucking gross." You <laughs> I, I'm too busy drinking have gin. Tequila. To have- <laughs> <laughs> she's got like a, she's got like a, a fucking uh, Tom Collins, and she's yeah, like, yeah. Not bitch. <laughs> right um but oh and i i wrote down grace died 30 years ago because that's like the kind of energy yeah i'm been dead for years and yeah, i'm like yeah. that's immediately yeah. what i thought of um but she's like oh wait are you donna because i found this note from harold underneath my door which one harold's an agoraphobe so like did he sprint out quickly <laughs> Or two, yeah. like, is something else happening here? I'm not really like sure. the the one time that we saw Harold uh, go outside, he yeah. like seized up, and it was a big fucking deal. Yeah, he was like, let the right one in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like something I picked up on that I was like, oh, like I've never actually thought of that before. Um, and it's the missing page from Laura's diary, and um she reads it out loud like right there so well and like cooper is like yes read this missing note that is murder evidence right, right like, now i wonder if yeah. it's on how much of a virgin you are yeah, like he's he's so like please read this for me it's like why the fuck isn't coop just reading it, I, it yeah. it's a really weird it's, scene. Ev- it's literal evidence yeah at this point. um and so the page basically says like 
this is the important part. The first part of the di the Ripped Out Diary page is the 22nd of February. And Laura right. describes a dream that she has. And it's the same dream from the beginning of this series that Coop has in the Red Room. Um, but from her point of view, there's an old man because he is older in that dream. Right. Um, you know, I... I don't know if this is Mike, like, I don't know, like, this Mike guy, like, maybe this is him, he's gonna save me, maybe, I whispered in his ear, like, so it's basically just recanting the, I mean, not, re like, retelling the story of his dream, but from her point of view. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's like, Bob is afraid of Mike, that's the only person he's afraid of, and then 2.23, tonight's the night I die, the only way to stop Bob. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is obviously something. It, it, it goes, yeah. it, well, it, it fills a little bit in about how the series started because there was a lot of conversation at the beginning about how her behavior that particular night was very erratic and unusual, even given her like the, the comings to light of her drug patterns and abuse patterns and stuff like that. And I, so I think maybe that's closing a little loop because after the investigation became about, well, actually she was raped by these other guys and all this other stuff was done to her. It, it kind of took away the part that Laura had some agency here and she made some choices. I think this fills in a little bit of what we're missing on that. Um, so yeah. I, I think that's why it's here. It is a little strange though. <laughs> but it is also kind of cool to read, I mean, to to lend to the, like, I had that same dream and they're like, yeah, yeah. And Andy no, is there no. for some reason. It's like he wasn't there until this very shot, and he's like, well, Andy, Andy literally materializes in the background so that Coop can be like, uh, Andy, take down a home. I need to go. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I had the same dream. So that's like kind of cool because there's like this mystical element that's really yeah. fun to revisit. Um, and yeah, Andy's just like, all right, I'll take down a home. And we go to Philip slash Mike, like in bed still. <laughs> severely dehydrated which means no one ever got him that glass of water <laughs> I guess not. well too bad he ran away but when he came back they were probably like oh no fucking water for you no now, water bro. for you. you you lost your water you fucked that one up um this and so this there's a lot happening here and i didn't actually write it all down because there's just so much happening um yeah, yeah. kind of lapses into mike he talks about um when he and Bob killed together and they were a golden circle, which is something you should probably keep in mind, but like not too much because we're not going to get to that for like 98. Right. <laughs> but keep that, <laughs> keep that in mind, like write it down. Well, your well the, the way Coop interprets it in the moment is, oh, my ring. So I need right. to get my ring back. And that does have some relevance going forward in this episode. Right. Um, um, uh, this is I wrote this is real Mr. Police I gave you all the clues <laughs> yeah yeah like, like uh, aside but one of my favorite things is the poster for that movie the snowman that sucked I didn't even see this movie but I'm obsessed with the snowman we, we need to watch it maybe we should do a bonus episode of the podcast where we watch yeah. that <laughs> snowman. um but basically uh he mentions the giant and Coop's like oh he's real and, he, and Phil's like he can help you uh, find Bob. So the giant that Coop keeps seeing is like a real entity. It's not just like something his subconscious has made up. It's, um, it's also interesting because I think it's the, well, 
it's the second time Coop has been validated about the giant. Um, if you count um, the log lady leading him to see him at the uh, um, at the roadhouse is the first incidence. So you know, Coop. It's still not clear how much the people around Coop believe his bullshit, but certainly the other crazy people think Coop <laughs> is onto something. The lady talks to sticks. It's like, oh no, that's a, that's a real guy. That's a, that's a real guy. <laughs> the guy who's like, I have a demon. There's a demon inside me. Is like, yeah, the the giant is a real guy. <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> I saw him once. Um, now we we get this like that old like <laughs> yeah, the old waiter. Like, yeah. He fucking rules. He's, yeah. my, he's the best. I love him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I have your warm milk. You know, it, it was cold, but now it's getting warmer, which is like, Coop's like, I'm getting warmer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, milk clues is what I wrote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love this dude who pops up with milk constantly. And he's yeah. Like, it's like a well, show for the dairy industry. <laughs> and, and remember that the two times we've seen this dude before, we then very shortly afterwards saw uh, the giant. Yeah. So yes. what what really Coop might be interpreting here is that, okay, I'm on the right path with this giant shit. Right. This is like, this is, we're going to make this happen. And I almost wonder if it's like this old dude is the giant in like corporeal form. I like, kind of think that too. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, like you or, can't, like no one else can see this like, you know, mystical giant, but like if he needs to be seen, he's just this old milk guy. All right. There's there's a lot more to come on the giant again in like 98 episodes. So uh we can't really talk about a lot of it now, but it is I, I I've kind of thought of him as like the giant's eyes in mm. twin yeah. peaks, you know, like uh <laughs> and it kind of explains why this dude does not very successfully behave like a human being you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like uh he's it's fine yeah yeah i love him he's great um, um okay cops in ben's office is what i have yeah. next so we're yeah, there's the white fox thing i don't even I yeah and, and so like we got we got some good dramatic irony here since we've actually seen the maddie murder and we know what happened and who did it and how it happened but harry's in there he's like yeah this is a fucking slam dunk bro we've got the white fox thing in the corner like definitely she was murdered in here no we haven't found any other evidence but i'm, uh, I'm definitely sure it happened right here <laughs> He's like slam dunk. We could have solved this thing forever ago, <laughs> but we didn't. We yeah, went on yeah. weird quests instead. Yeah. I think um, he's just trying to justify how aggro he was about charging him in the previous yeah, episode. No, I, I'm <laughs> no, no, no he, he, this is right. Yeah. No, <laughs> no yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a like like we'll arrest him and then come up with a charge. Like yeah. it's definitely crooked police work, which I, is like it the is. most realistic part of the yeah. show. <laughs> I think Harry is like increasingly antsy to like solve this thing with uh, evidence. And he will express yeah. that very strongly towards the end of this episode. So I think that's also, it's just straight up a motive of, of like, I can't deal with this. Like you're going to throw rocks at bottles shit. anymore. Right. <laughs> like, to, I've given you your day, but when this doesn't happen tomorrow, I need to produce a charge. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we go okay. This scene is funny because this scene is important for later, but <laughs> at the time, it's like this is the most fucking ridiculous setup to like, like this is the most ridiculous means to an end, right? Yeah. So, uh, we have the sh- we're at the sheriff's office. 
Yeah. And no, no, and no. You, you've skipped over something here. Did I? Yeah. So <sighs> before then, we have a conversation between Andy and Lucy yeah. in the hallway. And there's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you said Tojimura. You thought you were jumping to the Tojimura. No, I'm talking about oh, okay. they're at the sheriff's yeah. fucking yeah, yeah. office. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought you said Tojimura. I did not say oh, okay. that at all, and nor would I, because I hate um, No, so we're at the sheriff's office, and we have this electrician up on a ladder. And he's talking to Lucy and he's like, I'm just fixing up these like like smoke detectors, sprinkler system. They're like super trigger happy or whatever. And you don't really want that. You don't want something that's like, you know, setting them off willy nilly. And she's like, cool. Like, thanks for all of that important information. Yeah. It um, definitely doesn't matter. And it's not, and it's not important. <laughs> it's not important. But Andy comes and confronts Lucy and he's like, I want to talk about this and she's like, well, at first I thought it was your baby, but then you said you didn't have any sperms, which like, stop saying sperms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stop, why? Everybody says sperm. So and funny. then and she's like, well, then I thought it was, it was Dick's baby, and now I'm not sure. And this guy is just like, blatantly listening. I mean, you can't not listen to them. They're like, the electrician is getting but some he's like, juicy <laughs> goss while he's <laughs> fixing like, the... Uh, the smoke like, detector and sprinkler system. He went back to like the electricity place. He was like, "You don't, you know what's fucking happening down at the sheriff's <laughs> it's office?" Like it's like goddamn it's days fucking, of our lives at the sheriff's office. <laughs> He's like, "It's a what's the name of the the soap opera they all watch?" Oh, invitation to love. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real invitation to love situation happening over there. Incredible. Um, yeah, it's just so funny because he's just like, wow, like what a slut or like whatever. <laughs> um, it's pretty funny, actually. So I wrote, oh, God, this is the worst because it really was like, like that scene with him listening to them. I was cringing. And then the next scene is even worse. So yeah. it was, this is a tough 20 minutes for it me. It really was. Uh the, the way we get I want to talk about the way we get out of this Andy Lucy scene, though, which is where Andy decides he's like. I'm going to like resolve this shit. And so like, he like charges over to the phone, unusually assertive for Andy. And Lucy's like, what are you doing? And he's like calling up. He's like, I need Dick Tremaine men's fashions. He's like, yes. <laughs> Love getting that <laughs> phrase in an, any given episode. And, and Lucy's kind of like, no way, don't. But she's also kind of doing the thing where it's like, yeah. but yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of doing it for me a little bit that you're like getting kind of hard on him here. And then Andy's like, Dick, you need to come to the sheriff's office and we need to talk this out right now. And then he's like, that is if it's convenient for you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch Lucy deflate <laughs> as the scene ends. <laughs> oh, she's, Lucy's just constantly edging. <laughs> <laughs> she's like constantly waiting. Oh, I'm for sorry, Andy, man. <laughs> for, sorry. For Andy to do his... Uh, um, his like one moment of serious guy shit in any given episode of this show. Yeah. Um, and now there's a bunch of water in Matt's sinuses. Yeah, I had I'm just sorry. taken a, a big sip so of water sorry. when she hit the edging line. <laughs> Lucy's <I'm> edging. <laughs> Barely <laughs> saved the equipment here. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about this next scene. Okay, I want to talk about it very little. So let but it obsessed me on physical levels. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, uh, important though so we probably should talk about oh no we definitely have to i just don't um 
So basically, uh, Mr. Tojimura, who at this point we know to be yellow face Catherine, <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> shows up. Yeah. Fortunately, we're getting towards the very end of this Tojimura yeah, bullshit. I'm happy to tell you that. I'm happy to spoil that we're not going to see a ton more of this character after this scene. Because And it's funny because in my head, it goes on for way longer. But... Yeah, it, because every scene it's, it's in right. feels agonizingly <laughs> long. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah extremely um but the point is that he shows up here we've already now remember i think it was in the previous episode that we had pete come down to visit ben in the cell and then play the recording of Catherine. so uh ben knows about Catherine being alive he does not know about the tojimura association at this point um so tojimura comes in and he's just like uh okay i need you to sign this paperwork um and ben's like Ooh, yeah no can do on that and then he's like okay then give me my five million dollars back and which is obviously what he bought josie off with in the prior episode and he's like "Ooh, yeah i can't uh i can't do that either and tojimura is like bitch really and then <laughs> ben is like in order to try to, yeah in order to kick the can down the road he's just like i can do nothing until i breathe the air of a free man and another good moment of this fucking guy who plays ben is so great like i just i just love him in almost every scene he's in he's um, in everything he's in anyway yeah 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 totally he was in that Natalie, uh what is it the musical oh uh, yeah. yeah um i know what you're talking about i can't remember what's called either but where she's yeah. doing brown face which is like even worse yeah even but worse like, but he's good <laughs> he's great but you know it's funny is um who else is in that jerry's in that movie too i think so it's like weird that is weird because it's west side story west side story yeah, yeah. West side story. yeah. All i like think it was and so is um dr jacoby Oh, that's what I meant. Dr. Jacoby. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. Ben and Dr. Jacoby. I think it was Bye Bye Birdie. And I'm like, I know that's not right. Because that, I've never seen Bye Bye Birdie. Got Mad anyway. on the brain. Um, oh, yeah, all, all, all the time. So he gets super, super, super melodramatic. And we have one of the dumbest all-time callbacks on this show. <laughs> where it's like, hey, remember how like Ben is a foot guy? And it's like, oh, I've been trying every moment since the show made that explicit to forget it. And it's like, well, guess what? Here it comes again. And the way Catherine drops the identity on him is to pull out her bare toe-painted foot for his... Uh, his smooching leisure um and to it's it's really gross it's not because. good it's not good to see her in yellow face and her white fucking foot sticking out the bottom of her outfit <laughs> the whole like scene uh, all of it's upsetting no, it's really um, bad i do love that he's like wow Catherine, what a brilliant disguise and it's like no it's not <laughs> no it's not <laughs> Pete figured um, it out without help, man. <laughs> like, it's not a brilliant disguise. I know, Pete figured it out of all fucking people. Um, um, yeah, so basic. And then she's like, all we've been doing our whole adult lives is lying to each other. Because he's like, you can tell them I didn't kill Laura. I was with you that day. And she's like, yeah. I don't think I'm going to do that, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, unless and, you give me my mill. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's very like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, definitely, I'm definitely going to sign that over. Yeah, Which, yeah. Sure, sure, man. Um, <laughs> so. I, I wrote down here. Now, I, this is the problem with my notes. I wrote down in quotes, a very enjoyable experience. And I don't know if that was in this scene or if that's in the next scene. 
But like I wrote um, it down with question marks because obviously whatever it was referring to is not a very enjoyable experience. I, I don't remember what uh, that refers to specifically. It, it may, might be Leland in the next scene. I'm it might sure. be Leland in the next scene. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Let's get to that scene, which is uncomfortable, but far less uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Okay. So Donna shows up in uh at the leland and um sarah at leland and sarah household we don't actually see sarah in this episode no um, and i uh, actually made a note of that like where yeah. is sarah supposed to be in this yeah i i thought about it too i wonder if like as as leland is becoming more and more occupied with this uh bob shit in the last couple of episodes i wonder if he just keeps her drugged through that as we've seen he does i don't know maybe that's what's going on i mean there, the prior episode there was that bit where like she needed something from him and he went upstairs and she was, he like, was like don't forget to join the yeah, glenn yeah, miller yeah. club or like whatever it was yeah but like she d- still didn't really if she was on oh, camera yeah, it was she called him incredibly up briefly and- yeah so yeah. it's it's all very strange she's like basically stuck upstairs in the bedroom or something um um, anyway donna Donna shows up and she's like hey uh you know remember maddie uh i want to send her oh that's what it was she says i have this oh yeah i remember it now too um, (laughs) of uh us singing with james and i want to send it to her because (laughs) Like either she says it was a very enjoyable experience, or Leland, Leland says it. Leland, Leland says it. Leland yeah. says Maddie told me it was a very enjoyable, a very enjoyable experience. experience. Which like there's no way in hell. Right. <laughs> which like, like it was horrible, and then it involved like Spirit Bob coming after right. her at the end of <laughs> yeah. the scene. Like it, that scene ended poorly for every character involved in it. I don't know yeah. what version of events Leland heard about. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she's like, I want to send it. Very funny to me that just you and I shows up in this scene, not musically, right. but in the form of a consent <laughs> yeah. tape. It's like, even when I don't listen to this shit, it's haunting the storyline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's like, I want to send it to her. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, like we can do that. We'll get her address or whatever. And, and wouldn't you know, like, as she's there, Maddie's mom calls and is like, where the fuck is my daughter? And and Leland's all like, oh, my God my good word i'm not sure (laughs) what is we're gonna get to the bottom of this shit yet um and also don is like so like they also found uh a page ripped out of laura's diary which is like weird and i i know like she knows something's up here because she's all like she looks like she's fishing for his reaction yeah Yeah. and he's like like, again he's like oh my and so He's like, well, Maddie's missing. That's fucked. But you know what we should do? We should dance because that just solves all of life's problems. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of some, some dancing. And we know that when Leland goes for that record player, it's not good. It's not yeah. good. The it's dancing is uncomfortable. Run. Why are you yeah. hanging out with your dead friend's dad? That's weird anyway. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, weird to begin with. Um, also, I'll note, I, somewhere in this process, he hands her a beverage and she like, He's like, here, you should have some of this. It like, looks like a lemonade. pink lemonade or something. Yeah. And then yeah. she like mm-hmm. kind of looks at it a little suspiciously and puts it up on the on the uh, um, mantle or something. Yeah. And I was just thinking, wow, what a close one. Since we know he's fucking drugging his wife or yeah. whatever already. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this this whole scene is like, is he going to kill Donna too? Like yeah. that's yeah. the theme of this scene. It's not a secret. She knows something's up and he's like, I got to get rid of this. So, um, 
So it's really upsetting because they actually do start dancing. And and they show him as Bob for a second yeah. as yeah. well. So and we know he starts he's kind of like crushing her in yeah. his arms. And I think that's yeah. when he gets the phone call about Maddie. Well, um, I think that's when that's when them. Harry shows up. Yeah, right? Harry shows up. It, it, the, what interrupts them from oh, the I'm sorry, dancing? That's right, that's yeah, right, is that oh, there's a knock at the door. I guess I have to answer that uh, because Sarah is mysteriously unable to answer the door. Um, so he goes over there yeah, and so answers it. Sarah? And Harry comes in. And he's like, "Uh, bro, it's fucked. Uh, there's another murder. I need your help." And mm. <laughs> I guess Leland's way of trying to not have to explain the situation is oh yeah let me get my coat he leaves with harry instantly and donna is just standing by herself in the living room like fuck <laughs> but also he's like don't go anywhere yeah 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 and she's like, is, like okay yeah. i'll just sit well, here for several hours well she doesn't she decides to she walk she leaves, walk on down the road um, which is very very smart of her to do because uh because he was definitely like two seconds away from killing her like yeah. he was like about to start crushing her and she was like this is something bad is about to happen and, and luckily harry showed up there's been a murder now we have now do we have james here because i wrote another breakup yeah yeah so yeah. right so right after this where he's like don't go anywhere then we i think we pretty much cut straight from that to donna just walking down the road like mm -hmm. I, i'm getting the fuck out of here and yeah. she's a lot of down, weird cuts in this episode. yeah yeah a lot of yeah. weird cuts Story a lot of wise, weird camera yeah. choices very yeah. strange direction in this episode very strange editing um there to be fair they are cramming a lot into yeah. this particular yeah. episode um donna like is just yeah, walking down the fair. road and she sits on like a bench just like a random bench on the side of the road and immediately james pulls up so it's like mm -hmm. did they decide to meet here like what what am i supposed to understand from this yeah um, is he following her because i would not be shocked if he yeah yeah that classic james he's like <laughs> yeah. yeah he's just fucking weird but uh yeah they're just he's like don't i give you this ring <laughs> you're supposed to be with me constantly <laughs> You're being a real bitch right now. <laughs> like, have yeah. yet another breakup, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. just like. Well, what happens is she like tells him, "Hey, that chick you were two timing me with just got murdered." Yeah, and and then he's like, "We should have saved her." And Donna's like, <laughs> "How?" And he's like. <laughs> by riding my motorcycle goodbye <laughs> and he just like basically fucking breaks up with her and drives off with yeah. like james has an amazing way of making all of these dead women's murders about him about him <laughs> like and his he hurt centers feelings. himself like like but we should have tried more because like i was dating laura and like i secretly loved maddie and like why didn't i save the day and it's like this is not about you it's not about you yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, very up. much so. Um, yeah, it, it's funny that James manages to be such a baby and also such a successful, like, toxic masculinity uh, <laughs> uh, represented really at the same time. <laughs> what's really funny is he's right over your shoulder in your background. And yeah, I know. It's almost like he's, and, he's, and look he's at talking him. shit about me again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, God. that's his whole deal, man. It's so funny. Um, so, yeah, so there's this uh, more weird shots. We go to the roadhouse. And then it's just like fucking weird camera angle after weird cam camera yeah. angle. Just it's just they had camera people on the floor, up in the rafters, just <laughs> shooting every way they could. Uh, and Coop has obviously like called this like meeting 
we don't uh, really understand what's going on at first and we probably won't really understand what's happening at the <laughs> end of the scene but um no. yeah, we, we see coop sitting here he seems to have brought leland with him he must have given that leland was in the jail cell the last moment we saw him you mean ben, ben. Uh, ben. yes i yeah. do mean ben yeah. um but leland will be here shortly yeah. um because <laughs> he's coming with harry sorry right. mixed it up uh, um ben and then like bobby shows up with leo leland leo and then he's doing like, that thing where like when like you're at the supermarket and you push the cart really fast and then like jump onto it yeah yeah like, that's right leo's, leo's yeah. Chair, which is like really inappropriate but also like leo sucks like whatever in a there's way there's this funny moment here where uh it's like it's actually hawk who seems to have retrieved uh bobby and leo and when yeah. they come in i think hawk is pushing the wheelchair and then uh he like gives it over to bobby yeah. who then tells hawk give yourself a raise hawk <laughs> just like this dude what is your deal yeah. the guy that plays bobby is a real uh one of those always understood the assignment yeah people. yeah like no, he gets, so. he's supposed to be like 19 years old or whatever he is. Yeah. yeah yeah he, he came it. prepared yeah. every single time he nails he it he's, he's so yeah. fun to watch on this show I, I hate he him gets... so much but he's, i just <laughs> love to watch him he's yeah. great well he gets so good too as it goes on yeah but, definitely um, it's cool too because the roadhouse has the red curtain, so there's definitely like red room energy happening. Yeah. Um, Coop is trying to like rebuild this feeling or something. This yeah, like he's premonition. Um, and he's like, okay, like we're all the gang's almost all here, right? Uh, Leland shows up and he's like, okay, like what's yeah. going on here? And then the old milk dude shows up, <laughs> and he's like, yes. This is it now. Well, the old dude, milk dude shows up importantly with Major Briggs, who is like, uh, I thought that I, uh, I saw him on the side of the road and felt that he should be guided. He should be here for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Major Briggs, hands down, the best of all time. My favorite. But I just love that it's like, (laughs) milk dude shows up and and Coop's like, we can begin now. Yeah, and and there's reasons later. There's reasons later that we might understand that uh, why Major Briggs is involved here and what he may yeah. or may not have known. But at this moment, it's like, why? why <laughs> yeah. Bobby's like, Dad, <laughs> like whatever. He doesn't. They, they don't even really acknowledge each other. It's so they don't weird. at all, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. If I were in this weird scene and Aiden was there, I'd be like. Why are why you here? Are you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why are you with Leo? Why aren't you home? Where have you been? <laughs> like, are you going to classes still? <laughs> you aren't still on the football team? I don't know. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, so this whole thing is happening. And um, there's this moment with the gum. Yes. Who has the gum? Is it the, is it the milk dude? Yeah, the milk dude gives has it to gun. Cooper. Oh, yeah. okay. And then and he walks over to Leland and they have a little conversation. And Leland said, uh, when I was little, that gum was my favorite. That's yeah. the, my most favorite gum in the whole world. And you know what? I love this little part. And something about that really like makes me sad. Like yeah. the way he says it, and he's so joyful about it. And it's like, I don't know. Like I have a lot of complicated feelings about this. I, I think it ties. I, I think we can talk a little bit more about this when we get to the ending of this episode because yeah. I think it ties into to, yeah. yeah yeah because I I think it's a direct connection to what we eventually hear about him. But 
Um, yeah. I, I agree with you is what I'm saying here. Um, I, I think that there is like a really, it's something about Leland expressing innocence of all the characters yeah. here yeah. in that moment that sort of evokes something. And it seems to be what evokes whatever the fuck it is that Coop is trying to evoke here. Yeah. And then, and then they do like, I mean, uh, I don't know. I have this thing about like sad dads and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm super sensitive about dad stuff. And it's just like, oh, like this moment where Leland's just like normal. And he's like, I love that gun. Like he has a thing he loves. He's a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. A preference, like whatever. I don't know. I could go on about that for a while. But but then we have this weird like freeze frame of everybody. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Leland, <laughs> like Bobby and Leo. And it's like, why, why are you making these editorial choices? Like who is doing this? Yeah responsible for this nonsense um uh, let's see and we go to the dream um sequence and i don't know if um coop is just remembering this from the dream or if he already kind of put this together and it's just telling the audience But it goes back to Laura leaning in and whispering to him, and she whispers, my father killed me. Right. So obviously he's like, not Leland killed her. Like, we all know that anyway, but it's not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But yeah, I'm not sure exactly, like, if it's like, oh, now I realize like this unlocked this or if it's like he kind of had the feeling and, and yeah just or is the ambiguity the point is it like you know maybe he's just remembering it or maybe there is something mystical here that's happening I mean yeah. we we have this conversation earlier in the episode about oh I had the same dream well she had the same dream and she wrote about it so it was before she she was killed so before she was killed she told coop that her father killed her i mean it makes sense that she thought he was going to but it's just the there's like a bit of a time loop thing here yeah uh, that's like kind of interesting and again this comes back to this idea of the circle maybe which is what we go to immediately from this the giant sort of materializes and i guess i think the freeze frame thing we're supposed to understand everybody else is frozen while this is occurring um, yeah. but uh, Coop has a brief exchange with the giant here yes. and crucially his ring reappears he's yeah. been made whole again so yeah. um, this but literally they did not have to have those freeze frames they could have just had no no and definitely would have been like that <laughs> yeah. no one else knew that that was happening That's yeah like no there, there was easily a better way to visually represent that because <laughs> yeah. the last time we saw the giant i mean just everyone else in the room disappears right right yeah and so you could have yeah. easily done that again yeah. which was yeah. a, which was a yeah i mean maybe that felt i, I don't want to investigate this anymore right right <laughs> yes, say, right. maybe that felt odd because the point is that he was recreating the presence of these people that are involved in this you're right, but like yeah. uh, so but still you're right it's it's, it's still just, weird it's a weird thing yeah um so basically what's happening here is they're like we're gonna put ben back in the cell like like we're gonna the fucking murderer man he's yeah. his daughter and and you need to come with us as his lawyer so yeah. let's fucking bamoose over to the sheriff's office which we could have been doing this there anyway anyway there are no. a large conference no. room only in the roadhouse <laughs> that's where the giant is the giant lives in the roadhouse <laughs> it's canon it's canon um so but this is an ambush because yeah. as they're about to put Ben in, they shove Leland in there. 
And so here we're coming to this crescendo of, of this episode where, right. uh, you know, Leland has been basically found out and Bob is not happy about it. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this acting and that's all I wrote because yeah. fucking Ray Wise is so good mm-hmm. as both tortured Leland and just evil demonic Bob. Like Completely he's doing- fucking off his rocker to the point of being like cartoonish, like, but it works. It's very, it's, so uh, it's genuinely unsettling to just watch the faces he makes while he's yeah. talking yeah. and stuff. He's in the like, no, proceeding he's scenes. ripping his clothes off. And, and um, I think Harry goes Leland and he says, that's not Leland. Like this person we knew is gone. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, like, and- oh, no, go ahead. Go. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, like Bob starts like running his mouth, as I assume demons do. Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, oh, like, you know, what happened to you in Pittsburgh, which is not something this is like another. This is another layer of like things are happening that can't happen. Like, right. Like Leland like, shouldn't know about Leland that. would yeah. not know about some this something that we don't know really about yet that happened in Pittsburgh. That is that scares Coop. Like he actually takes a step back and is and has a physical reaction like what the fuck and i mean leland isn't gonna know that would a demon sure like maybe maybe i don't know at least the explanation that there's something supernatural going on here right and um we we get the return of this concept here where uh like um where the sheriff is like okay so we've got this guy definitely seems fucked up like what's how do you know for sure it was him and like Coop was like you saw I did like I did like the magic thing like that's that's how I know it's him and he's like no like we gotta <laughs> like, yeah and then he's again like, All right. I don't know how you got to be an FBI agent without yeah. realizing <laughs> that you can't just arrest somebody without like a confession or evidence like how did you get so far in your career without knowing this but coop seems pretty confident he's gonna get a straightforward confession out of him at this point yeah Um, now we cut from this chaos and and i understand the point of cutting to this scene um to it's basically like a rube goldberg situation where like this scene has to drive the next scene but it's such a dumb scene to cut between this heavy and like really traumatic sort of like you know storyline and acting we go to fucking one of the conference rooms where Andy and Dick Tremaine are talking to Lucy about the baby and it's like all right it's it's a little I'm I'm on the fence about it because like I can see the sort of like there's a certain comic relief element that reminds you that what you're watching is Twin Peaks when we cut away from like demon bullshit happening in the basement (laughs) to like we're talking about sperms tests in a room that's like one floor directly above probably (laughs) like but at the same time you're right it's like we have maybe the most crucial like plot point that the series has like directly revealed to us up to this point in the whole series and we're back to like well it's another Dick and Andy and Lucy scene. (laughs) The crowd wants it. Yeah. They're desperate for it. Give the people Um, what they want. Basically, Lucy's, just to really recap this quickly, Lucy's like, look, like I'm having this baby regardless. They can do a paternity test after it's born. 
And until then, like you both need to just fucking behave yourself. Both need and, to act right. Yeah. And and just you know, like if I need something, you gotta step up. Like I don't, I don't know. The, uh, that's yeah. basically it. And Dick says you got a light to Andy, which is actually like you know keep that also in mind for like yeah. ninety episodes. But it is. It, I was like, I forgot he actually <laughs> says that, and I was like, hey, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Um, but of course, Andy's like no or like whatever <laughs> I yeah, well know. it's like he starts to look for one and then he realizes wait i hate this guy no <laughs> like, it's pretty regardless funny. dick uh ends up lighting his cigarette which is on and it's like the-, the most ridiculous cigarillo of all time yeah. it has like this long ass handle on it like it, yeah. it's- it was, looks like when i went as janet snake hole for halloween <laughs> i had one and it's like it's like a foot and a half long. Like you feel yeah. like you would see a sixty-year-old French woman smoking this yeah. or something. Like it's, yeah, it's the real Corella de Vil thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's so it's so ridiculous. And of course, because he's like very uh, flamboyant, he has his like hand out, like wrist bent. So the cigarette is right beneath the trigger-happy <laughs> smoke detectors that we had in the earlier Andy scene, like. It's funny that Andy and Lucy are like so crucial to what happens in this episode, even though this the storyline is just so just in stupid, stupid. Off, like, like off camera ways. They're extremely yeah. important to how things play out. Yeah, it's um, just like again, it's like this idea of this Rube Goldberg thing, like butterfly effect. Like all this needs to happen for this to happen. Yeah, but of course the smoke sets off the alarms, which sets off the sprinklers. Um, so then we basically go from there, like right back to where. Leland is being held, and um, this the sprinklers soaking him because, of course, it's doing what it's meant to do. Yeah, and yeah. this is really like kind of his. I'm like, isn't it Bob afraid of water? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Why? Like of the West kind of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was talking earlier about he was reciting the fire walk with me poem which was part of the evidence of him well he probably was the guy at the scene if he knows that off the top of his head right Um, right. but like you know there's this association of bob in particular with fire so it there's some kind of abstract logic of like okay the water hurts him he doesn't like it something like that Um, anyway the point is bob starts flipping out inside of leland and dude just starts like (laughs) throwing himself at the wall like he has this like kind of speech type thing though where he's like i'll catch you with my death bag which oh, yeah. is like the best line yeah. and like fritz says that all the time which is kind of annoying but like <laughs> but it's just like he's got some really good little like kind of like the stuff he's saying is like horrifying and and you know like i'm a demon and blah, 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 but like um but these little snippets that are kind of like kind of clever it reminds you that like it's a show that people who think about writing actually wrote instead of like yeah Yeah. (laughs) just Um, this this, uh, like unnerving stuff that makes kind of like what's a death bag it makes no sense but if a demon is saying it to you you're like fuck i'm fucked (laughs) and and it also has a very like specific image right like it doesn't mean anything so it immediately it it just is a picture in your head (laughs) and you're right he starts slamming himself against the brick wall um which which coop is like oh shit like we gotta open we gotta get in there and Um, of course it's the mad cappery of like like the keys fell and the water's going so it's like really hard to get in there and um and they get in there and and leland's on the ground all bloody from smashing Mm -hmm. his face and then this scene is is 
which is really very difficult and really very uh, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. And I probably so, should have thrown a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode, but when we post it, we can just we can do that. Yeah, yeah. put that in the description or something. Um, um, I want to, yeah, I I want to lead into it by saying because we kind of glossed over this, in, but the first interaction with Leland after they got him in the cell, um, and they did a little chatting with him at that point, and he sort of suggested. They basically asked, does Leland know what you, Bob, are doing when you're, like, driving the car, basically? And yeah. he, he said some, like, very abstract stuff that kind of suggested, no, he doesn't. Or maybe he has some, like, vague, abstract understanding that he's losing time, that there's parts of him that are bad, but he does not really understand the weight of yeah, what has gone on well. here. And it's clear once they get into the cell and this dude has basically battered himself to death against the wall it seems like whatever was in him as bob has left and he has suddenly the gaps have suddenly filled in he's yeah. suddenly like oh my god i killed my daughter i like that's so ridiculous i loved my daughter why would yeah. i do that you know yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's really heartbreaking because yeah. it comes to this ter terms with the fact that like bob was using him as a vehicle to rape and then eventually kill his own daughter and he's like i loved her and again props to ray weiss because the way he says that is so heartbreaking yeah, it's the yeah. way a parent would talk about their child like yeah. especially their dead child it like mm -hmm. almost reminds me of like when you read things about people who accidentally kill their children and yeah. they're like you know just like can't they're like i love that child more than anything that was and now they're gone because of me like mm -hmm. what's um, what's even the point um and the framing of it, the visual framing of it, of, of with the, the rain falling on Leland as as Coop uh, directly, cradling. but then Albert and Harry are cradling him. There's a very, there's a pieta. It, it's a yeah. pieta effect of, of, uh, of him yep. being cradled on the ground. It's so delicate. And, yeah. And for, all the, for all the strange that. visual choices in this particular episode that we've yeah. been pointing out, and there's yet more of those to come, yeah. if, <laughs> if you can believe it or not, um, <laughs> this particular scene is beautiful. I always it think like it's, it's memorable. It's so like, it's probably compositionally darker than you would want it to be, but it works, right. you know, like mm -hmm. it, like, and you can see all that flashing of the rainwater that's like mm -hmm. dropping down and so forth it's it's a really memorably uh shot scene it's just visually kind of stunning yeah it's beautiful and the acting is very heartbreaking acting is good um we get into some talk about uh when Leland was a child how bob presented himself to him mm -hmm. and it's very much like uh just like before with the other episode it's very much mm -hmm. like a sexual abuse type that, yeah, it, uh, it might not necessarily be like a physical sexual abuse thing because he's a he's a spirit, but it the way it's presented is very much a violating. And it's very TV coded. It's yeah, like okay, we're open. Exactly you know, you can allow say. it to be something else, but when we really know what the show is we, about, we know what it's, it's really about. clear. It, yeah, it it, it's really clear in this scene. Like if we hadn't pieced it together earlier, if we weren't watching or if we weren't listening to a watch along analysis podcast with our friends <laughs> as we watched through the show, um, if we didn't put it together, it becomes very clear in this scene how it's a cycle of abuse story is really what it yeah. is, is what's happened here with uh, um, Leland and Laura. Um, and it's, it's very sad. Um, just that feeling of why, why would I do these things to somebody I love and the way it traces back to a sort of, 
a similar damage that was done to this person before and you know what is the origin of this thing uh we'll have some characters wonder that aloud in a few minutes so i won't go any further down that road for the moment but uh it poses these questions in a really clear way but in a way that does not feel like didactic or something like that it's it's like we're gonna so i i think this particular scene for all the stuff around it in this episode that feels a little awkward and stuff Mm -hmm. it it does feel like they nailed this sort of uh yeah this moment pretty well when they do things right they do them right so right and and it's so funny to be sandwiched in between like lucy's pregnant and like norma can't make an omelet yeah 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 yeah. no (laughs) i i mean yeah that's it like james gives her an engagement ring and then he forgets about it in the next scene (laughs) (laughs) but um and this is actually one of my favorite moments because coop is basically like you can like go now dude you can go like like your pain's about to be gone. And he quotes very heavily from, I believe it's the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Yeah, I think so. About yeah. to like see the void and cloudless sky, which is like a beautiful line. Yeah, it's stunning. And I was like, that's a great line. I'm gonna use it for something. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like actually a thing. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, it's basically like almost word for word from, I believe the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Um, and he's basically like, it's, you can go. And Leland's like, I see Laura um and he he's like she's there you know like she's mm-hmm. there to usher me into this next life and it's actually like kind of sweet because he's so happy and again mm-hmm. it goes back to this sad dad thing and i'm like i can't with this so yeah. to distract myself i wrote down that leland's um description of boss is very similar to the dayman lyrics from sunny uh, from <laughs> okay that that clears the way for me to talk about a couple things that despite my general love of this scene uh-huh. uh that i also think are sort of silly and notable about it real um, yeah w- one of which uh is coop looks real hot with his hair like wet and spilled over his face. Oh, he, looks, yeah. he looks real good in Woo! that scene like oh my god uh and second of I'm all i'm glad someone was brave enough to say it uh, I, I'm, I'm brave enough um and also um the death itself is like i i understand what they're doing i understand why it was necessary to give leland this last moment of dialogue he should have it nothing wrong with that but it it's almost an othello death scene to me you know like where in othello he like kills the woman by putting the pillow over her face and smothering her Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. kills her and yet somehow you can remove the pillow and she's dying and she still has time to give a monologue and then she dies. Um, (laughs) It's the same thing here with like, presumably what's happened is he's run into the wall so hard to like give himself brain trauma that he's dying from. So he wouldn't be able to have a cogent conversation following this. It doesn't make a ton of sense. (laughs) This is something like his death almost every time I've watched it just in passing, I'm like, did I actually miss something yeah like what is, happened right what's yeah. causing yeah, the yeah. Physical, having yeah. a heart attack is he like and maybe it's just maybe what we're out su- maybe what we're supposed to get out of it is that bob leaving him somehow leaves him destroyed or something i don't yeah. know but There's if, nothing left. if that's what it is it's that part is not well communicated <laughs> like right, the rest right. of the stuff yeah. is but that part is like i i don't understand this like did he run into the wall so hard that he would still somehow be able to have a cogent conversation but then die (laughs) five minutes later it's just so weird (laughs) it is weird like i I swear like every time i'm like oh i must have missed like a quick moment but no it's just but i do like the idea of it being like you know with with bob gone and bob spent pretty much his whole life 
I, like who knows what he was doing before like he yeah got married and whatever but like you know maybe just with him gone and then all the like reality of of what has happened it's like that's it for him time, yeah time to die it's like real blade runner time to die yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'm um yeah no i i agree with that completely um and i i just kind of wish it was more on the page like i, I like the idea yeah. of that a lot i i feel like it's not given to us i feel like the implication with him bleeding there is that he's supposed to have died for whatever minor injury he sustained from running into the wall which is just so weird it's, weird, but it's such a beautiful scene and heartbreaking yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and totally. well acted i completely just... agree with that but then you're when you really think about it you're like this doesn't make a lot of sense yeah exactly. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's so well it's so well done it's yeah so well done. yeah um so then he dies so i wrote this is sad and not sad like yeah like it's sad in so many ways because like it this is so this is where my complication with leland comes in is because mm-hmm. like as leland he truly loves his daughter and his family and like is truly devastated when Laura dies and has no recollection of any of this. So all of those feelings are like legit feelings that he's feeling. Like they're all valid human feelings. And then this thing has caused him to do all these terrible things. So like, he's also an awful person. Right. Yeah. No, he's an awful person. So it's like, like, I don't know if I, like, like I love Leland as a character, which is weird to say because it's like, I love the killer who raped his daughter right, and then right. murdered well, her and then murdered her cousin. Like, well, like, it's weird, but it's, there's a lot of layers of what's happening here, which I think actually lends to a lot of trauma responses sure, where yeah, people who yeah. hurt you are people you love too. Like, so you have mm-hmm. complicated feelings about it. 100. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. And, and I think that's also kind of, um, you know, as Matt talks about TV coding, I, I think that's also a little bit what we're supposed to understand about the dichotomy between Leland and Leland, who is sometimes Bob being like piloted by these like terrible things that are inside of him, essentially, you know, like there is there is a better person in there and we are sad to lose that better person. And yet at the same time, we are glad to know that this dude is not going to be murdering people in this town anymore. Right. You know, he's not going right. to be terrorizing so, young say, women, you know? Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. So um, let's see. Okay. So from here, like, I think we probably said all there is to really say. Um, except for, here, <laughs> Except for our wonderful coda scene here. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, okay, got it. But of this, yeah, of the Leland moment. Yeah, yeah, the Leland moment uh, is over now. So uh, the story of Laura is really like kind of complete in the sense that who came there to figure out who killed her, and has finally. And that's definitely the last we'll see or think about Laura, and there'll definitely be nothing else complicated happening yeah. with her. <laughs> and, and nothing is gonna be completely, like, fucked up again about this within the next few episodes, and certainly not, like, 90 episodes from now, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, so here we have this, like, yeah, this little coda scene, and it's, like, it's, like, Major Briggs... <laughs> Yeah, why? It's another yeah. one of these things like when, when they sometimes Where's have Doc, Doc Hayward. Hayward? Why yeah, yeah, is he not there? Yeah. <laughs> but Major Briggs is. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's the gang, Hawk and, and all them. And they're talking about just like what they have just experienced and how it's it's so overwhelming. And They're having and, a real like 
well, what have we learned here? Kind of conversation. Yeah. <laughs> like, Coop really literally just has moment. a coffee. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, Briggs has this amazing line. There's more in heaven and earth than is dreamt of in our philosophy, which like, I think is like really very, uh, re- really very representative of who Major Briggs is as a person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we He's see, great. Like, language from him all the time so the other characters kind of take the opportunity to over explain because i i think it's one of these things where as we discussed in the death scene itself i think it was told in a way that did walk a good balance between sort of literal sort of metaphorical sort of delicate sort of Mm. specific and then in this scene it's like well, do you think he was just like a guy who was bad or was there like yeah. a demon guy in him? It's and then, like the end of Psycho when they yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. explained the, the mechanics of the yeah. psychological yeah. underpinnings. Yeah, of and, and then like one of them says like, oh, well, um, well, like Harry is like, I don't know about like this demon stuff. And then somebody, I forget if it's Major or if it's Coop or maybe I Talk. It's I don't know. But one of them is like, Coop. well, is it easier to understand that like he that a guy could just like rape and murder his daughter and harry's like uh no i guess not and, i like the yeah. demon thing better <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah and then um uh i forget who said this, maybe but... bob is just the evil that, that all men do. All men do. <laughs> and you know what's so funny i i forget who said that if it's cooper if it's hawk but I think it might be um, no it's um it's a uh, uh oh uh miguel ferrer Oh shit, Albert. Albert. Okay. Albert says Coming it. up yeah. with another one. His concerns yeah. are global. Just, but, just some guys being dudes here in this yeah, scene. Yeah, but you know what I loved about that is I don't know if you guys have seen this, but um the movie Psycho Goreman, which is like the best movie. I want to see it so badly. Uh it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I'm excited. <laughs> I actually bought the special edition. I never buy movies. I love it so much. Nice. But there's there's this scene where the the little girl's like do you think that monsters are real and the dad's like some people say that uh humans are actually the real monsters and the mom's like shut the fuck up (laughs) 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 and it's like that's like all i could think of is like well you know sometimes uh, the evil that men do is just that's just how the way the world right (laughs) so uh if you haven't seen psycho gorman please see it it's really really good uh it's very funny but this is now a psycho gorman podcast <laughs> yeah. oh, i would talk about that movie all day um and then so they're like well all's well that ends well right and then we get this terrible like where's bob now going like very evil dead going through like the wood it's like you know it's like a red filter over the camera yeah. basically and then <laughs> in like one of the worst graphics of all time this owl swoops down it's like <laughs> like, and then it freezes in the image but the background doesn't freeze or at least it doesn't for a second it's like yeah, what the yeah. fuck like it, this looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> it, like it, it legitimately just looks like crap i was like what were you even yeah. trying to do here <laughs> this is no not does not really work for 1990 <laughs> no one does to say hey this looks like shit <laughs> like fucking jurassic park came out like four years after this or something like not even like two years after it god jaws came out like 20 years before it (laughs) (laughs) but uh and that's how the episode ends 
which is very it's weird because they definitely could have just ended it on that like group scene like yeah the evil doesn't yeah it's like they, a perfect ending we don't need to know where bob went if you want him to be around just bring him around in a plot point and then, I, I legitimately oh, bob just went to another person like we don't I, even know I, he inhabited an owl <laughs> I, I legitimately wonder if maybe like at the end of like shooting this episode, editing it together. Some producer is watching it and is like, well, we don't want people to think the show is over now that the killer is revealed. So we need to make sure it seems like something else is happening. Let's yeah, slap some B-roll and some shitty special <laughs> effects on the end. And, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> there's some mysterious thing about owls earlier. Let's just put that in there. <laughs> but you know how they could have got around that? By saying next week on Twin Peaks and then people would be like, oh, it's still right. gonna go. Like put a thing in TV Guide like an ad or something like you don't need this shit i mean i agree i'm just saying that's that's yeah. what comes to mind because i can't imagine what else anybody would have been thinking with this it's a weird choice in an episode with a lot of weird choices in yeah. terms of directorial uh content <laughs> it's a great episode because it really does sort of like end that i mean we had found out two episodes ago that that leland was the killer mm. so there wasn't a mystery there but it's like it gives our characters a good conclusion and yeah and i i think like again as you said the things it does well it does really well but it's like an all over the place episode in terms of quality um it's oh it 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 gives us a sense of closure and an opportunity to explore different plots (laughs) civil war reenactments older women (laughs) super strength Super strength. Uh, I don't even know what else. <laughs> like things are gonna get real bleak for a while, and I'm going to warn everybody that because this is kind of the part of season two where it becomes difficult. And but maybe we'll have a lot of fun with it. I don't know. I, I think it'll be enjoyable to well, discuss it. I, I think yeah. it will be, and I I also think it's one of those things where it's a little worse in your memory than it is when you're watching it. Not that it's good because it's not, and I'm not (laughs) making that argument and I won't, (laughs) but what I am saying is like, you know, you see, you meet some characters that you enjoy to you start getting some plot threads that will matter eventually. (laughs) (sighs) Like, will Leo and Shelly end up scamming insurance after all? Find out next week. (laughs) I don't know, but that's it. Bobby's still on the football team. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so yeah, one one uh, plus for this is it was Audrey three, which um, I I know Audrey, <laughs> zero Audrey. Yeah, I know Audrey is a big like you know selling point for a lot of fans, but for me, she is difficult. This episode is Colleen approved. Yeah, no Colleen, you know what? This episode would be perfect if it didn't have that mill scene. Yeah, that one, that yeah. If we get a, if you edit Tochimura out of this episode, it's a pretty good episode. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know if Matt has anything. Uh, uh, sure, yeah, I have a couple of things. Okay, cool. well, I was just you know because we were talking about the the directorial choices, I wondered what else Tim Hunter had done. And he's got a, a long uh, television directing career. Uh, he in, in fact directed a lot of the first season of Mad Men. Like nearly hey, half really? of the first Dude, season of Mad Men. I don't remember bizarre, like crazy. <laughs> no, it, which is the complete opposite of what's happening here. But uh, but he's done that. 
Um, and then he's still going. He's uh, directed uh, an episode of Riverdale and uh, Riverdale, which apparently was a TV show that existed. Riverdale, so. with, this episode has Riverdale vibes. So. Yeah. It does. It definitely does. Yes, and much more Riverdale vibes, uh, especially about whether or not the children actually attend school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> School's just a but, mere uh, suggestion to tell you. Right. <laughs> Um, and, and I was just curious because um, I was wondering what else is airing. Like as as this, nothing like this had ever been on television and, and rarely is th- are things like this still on television now. Um, I was just curious what else, like how this was doing in the ratings, what was up against it. And in its time slot, this episode loses pretty handily to um, a Carol Burnett sketch show I didn't even remember existed. <laughs> Carol and Company from oh, uh, from I 1990. I, I don't remember it. I I don't have a memory of that. Hilarious. Um, Get fucked, David night. Lynch. <laughs> right. Yeah, or the like, night. How Golden do you like Girls that? Kills it. Golden Girls. Hell yeah. Golden well, Girls kills it. That's that's content though. Like, yeah. 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 You know what? That makes sense. That's fine. And I then by the go ahead. by the end of Twin Peaks' run, the final episode is destroyed by a rerun of Murphy Brown. Oh my God. Uh, by a rerun? So it, yeah, people had checked out. <laughs> That's too bad because the final episode of season two is is yeah. quite good. Yeah. <laughs> Not its own merits. Yeah, but people um, checked out. Depends on, I wonder what episode of Murphy Brown it was though. Uh, yeah, it just says repeat. On, that is a good, but it's Murphy Brown and a Designing Women block. Oh, so, I love it. I remember that. You're like, hard well, to beat that. Even in summer, hard to beat let's that. Let's think about what block, Murphy you know? Brown it is. It might be a good one. <laughs> That's is true. Is it the one when she decides to be a single mother? Wasn't that like a thing? Murphy Brown. Oh, yeah, that was a very controversial choice yeah. for uh, a certain vice president. But uh, uh, for the rest of the world, it was fine. Yeah, but, <laughs> no one else gave a shit. There's a certain <laughs> vice president who had a lot of those kind of issues. <laughs> right. He had a lot to yeah. say. Um, well, that's interesting, though. That's, it's funny to think about, like, huh, I could watch this rerun of Yeah. Because you didn't have, like, you would have to record something on a VCR. Right, right. Or yeah. I'll watch this, like, end of the show. Nah. <laughs> Murphy Brown. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah. It just always fascinates me what was happening culturally. Yeah. Know? I mean, because I remember, you know, I was, I was alive, and I have, I have memories of what was happening at the time and i guess what else you know this certainly was a cult show because the ratings beyond the first episode they never really had high yeah. ratings it, it yeah because the x-files was a cult show that also drew big ratings but the twin peaks was never that yeah x, x yeah. it's like twin peaks watched the x-files could run like really yeah yeah absolutely. yeah, yeah. It was like weird fbi shenanigans Twin Peaks is truly the pixies of television. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're there and people love them, but there there are other people who yeah. <laughs> profited well. And we're getting we're getting ready for the Trump Lamont. Yeah. Oh <laughs> 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 Holy shit! That is so good. That except, you are. Except that here's the thing: even though the pixies do eventually tour again and they are eventually listenable again, they never have like a really kick-ass album. Like that's 30 true. Years yeah. Later. Yeah. yeah, and that's right. Holy crap! Yeah, that's where the, pretty, yeah. like, the it really brings it. Works for the yeah. first two seasons. Yeah. Like, but yeah. but I'm definitely going to tweet that you said that. Yeah, very okay, fun. <laughs> very good stuff. So anyway. I guess that's it. Um, so we'll be back for the next episode. See where that takes us. My name is Colleen Carnegie. I'm Chris Pruitt. Back Bye.
So now the sadness comes, the revelation. There is a depression after an answer is given. It was almost fun not knowing. Yes, now we know. At least we know what we sought in the beginning. But there is still the question, why? And this question will go on and on until the final answer comes. Then the knowing is so full, there is no room for questions. You know, before we go, actually, um, I wonder if this might be worth a spoiler thing, because I had, you know, I have like most of the rest of the show I haven't seen. Oh, but I've watched well. some of the explainers and stuff, oh, right? Oh. Yeah, oh, I know. No. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, but actually, this is just a point about uh, Leland and what he is or isn't aware of. My understanding of that there's a dropped line in the movie that Leland himself was aware that he was abusing him. Is that maybe? Um, you know yeah. What's funny is I've seen that movie like a million times, and it yeah. still blends so much in with the show that like. Yeah. It's hard to yeah. pinpoint stuff, yeah. but it's, it's because also, certainly this scene makes it seem like he has no idea, like he's totally yeah. disconnected. Yeah, and and it goes out of its way to make it seem like that until the end. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see if it feels contradictory when we get to the movie, because you know, yeah. looking at the writing and directing credits. Lynch did not have a hand on this episode no. at all, yeah. except as an EP credit. So yeah. I, and the movie, whereas he does everything. So I, I'm wondering if maybe we go back to that and it's like, we feel like maybe they were retconning something or whatever. Right. There's a lot I mean, of Lynch retconning. Clear yeah. Um, there definitely and, is a lot of retcon in terms of and, like lore, like with the books yeah. and everything. So like, right shifted around so you and never it, know yeah. and, it, and it's yeah. also it's it's also possibly intentional because you know the way that like the movie in particular shows us like leland going through these sort of transformations and these sort of liminal spots between when he's very murderous and stuff and when he's like oh being the presentable guy which we never have in the show or the show he's almost right. exclusively like this is nice sweet leland who's like maybe kind of a dick lawyer but otherwise is a good guy and then right. like oh no he's like super demon mode he's like doing murder shit now you know and yeah, the movie yeah. gives a much more deliberately detailed and problematized image of like what him dealing with those things looks like and so yeah. i i wonder if we're supposed to take you know maybe there maybe there's even supposed to be something disingenuous about him going like oh i had no idea i hurt my daughter you know right. maybe he yeah. did know he hurt his daughter maybe he didn't realize he murdered her you know i don't know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, I, yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. to talk yeah. about. I think even on mic, I think it'll be interesting to think about when we get to that. Yeah. It's something to keep in mind for it. The movie is good. But also, speaking of the Pixies, I might have told you guys this before. But <laughs> one of the very first, like very, very first websites I saw that had a fan theory. Yeah. Huh? And this was like AOL. This was like Hell yeah. 99. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> some keywords, bro. This yeah. Was like yeah. Summer of 99 was that. That the basis of Fire Walk with Me, like it was directly correlated with like monkey gone to heaven. <laughs> and and there that, was a guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Underwater guy. <laughs> but like it had something to do with like that if man is five, then the devil is six. Like right, right, yeah. right, right. the specifics, but it was like a very long geo 
cities like thing or whatever and uh what's funny is because i'm a wuss and like weird imagery always yeah. settles me there's a scene in firewalk with me where there's like a capuchon monkey or whatever and it's oh yeah and it freezes on the screen and yeah. i mean i'm like in college watching this and i'm like i don't like that <laughs> yeah 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 every single time i'm like i don't know what's happening here that uh, monkey says the word lucy which won't mean much to you matt but it will uh it will mean something to us all later um, yeah. but uh it, and it's such a weird weird toss in right there right. Yeah. and i believe that was like how this person justified like Oh no, it's based on the Pixies song. And the Pixies like a very famously cover in Heaven Everything is Fine for yeah. Red. So like yeah. I don't know if this person was just reaching, but that was the very first fan theory I ever saw. It was like one of the very first things I ever read on mm. on, on the uh, internet. <laughs> that and a blog about internet. evil and the Santa's going down on the mom and the caption said, It's the fucking mom from home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Seared into my memory forever. I tried to find it, like maybe like a cash version of it. But, um, <laughs> the first two things I ever saw online. Ho ho ho! I'm ho ho horny. <laughs> find that? Where is it? I put it somewhere. Your fucking child is gonna find that when she's like seven or something. Okay, <laughs> one, I want to do a bigger version of it anyway, like maybe a canvas. But two, yes, like I definitely stashed that in a book somewhere so no one would see it and. and I have no idea. <laughs> Amazing. It's going to be so great. Whenever that gets rediscovered, it's going to be so great. <laughs> it's the season for fucking Fred. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not king shaming. Anyway. Yeah, those, so, those boys have their choice to do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I could not get over how much that scene reminded me of the Day Man lyrics. I was like, I think I was trying to like. That's so funny. I, was I didn't even to, like, think about that. I was trying to like, because it's such an uncomfortable scene that I think I was trying to like be funny. Go somewhere head. else. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, this is very much like Charlie. The first part is cool, but then it just sounds like he's raping you. And he's like, what? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> but it's like, I, I try to fight if he comes inside of me. Like, it's like the same exact thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. 